wanna be that. Get what you going through. <laughs> why you? Why you so so far? You don't think I can sing? <laughs> I, I know why you, you look shocked, you, me. Why you got the, I don't look like a singer to you. No, no, you're a great singer, but I, I don't remember. No, I'm any not. Of these I'm songs. not great. I don't know. I I'm don't not know. Great, and I'm not good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But if you, you just look shocked. Anything. Just I'm shocked that you that. remember all these songs. It's been, it's, been, it's been a while since we got some R&B to open Music, up the Music, yeah, 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 you know what I mean? So I had to open up with a little brandy. Welcome to the Known Part Podcast. Boom, boom, boom. Romans chapter 15. Boom, boom, What's up, boom. Ange? What's up, kid? What's going on? What's up, Mike? I'm all right. Ralph P. <laughs> what's up, what's up? Damn. I'm all right. Little, little intro. I think it's because we... Hitting down the home stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you get that second win. Yeah, B. We like, yo, two more, to, two more weeks. Coming to an end, baby. You know what would be dope, yo? What would be dope? If one day we were recorded and we were raptured right in the middle of the episode. Then we wouldn't be able to publish the episode. Yeah, that would be pointless. <laughs> and that probably would be... That pro- we, we do this... That time. episode would never get aired. Why are you telling the secrets, Broski? No, I mean we we no, record we, we, before some, some we would yeah we it's just pre-recorded it's just not live. No, some some people can do it for us though. <laughs> but but we're gone. How are they gonna know? They go, they go break <laughs> the into that. Just, the Holy Spirit will be. You like, didn't you didn't think this you didn't think <laughs> no, this idea all the way through. I didn't say it was gonna. Happen. No, it wouldn't be dope. You think then, that's the? Do you think people would be thinking about posting a, a Noah part episode after the rapture? <laughs> and no, if they could be like, yo, what was recorded was four dudes vanishing, Fam. and their clothes are still here, Fam. Right, would, that's the last be, thing that's gonna be on people's mind. It would be a, a long episode of just silence. People gonna be that, trying to survive. A, yeah, people gonna be looking to try to survive after the rapture. B. Nah, no, they won't. All right, not in the first three and a half years. Okay, the so second three and a half, where there's gonna be the craziness. The so, first three and a half, there's gonna be peace. They're gonna say that we were abducted by aliens, right? Mm. Yeah, that's, that's my breakdown. Say. That's my breakdown. Right. I like that breakdown. And then the second three and a half. That's no, no, but I mean, the but there's rash. still people that's gonna be missing you. You got family members that's gonna be. Oh yeah, but those family members are gonna know what the deal was because we've been telling them forever that we're gonna be raptured. Hopefully. Wait a second. No, wait, 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 but hold on. This is gonna be like a traumatizing that's experience. People are not gonna be regular. Yeah. The people that's left, it's not going to be regular. Right. Yeah, there's going to be peace in terms of compared to the second half. Right. But I don't think we could imagine things being normal after a whole bunch of people just vanish. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, normal, probably not normal, but within a few months, people are going to be back to working. They're going to be living their lives wondering what happened to us. And then that's when I the government, the enemy is going to be like, yo, those people, remember, they are already starting to hate Christians. So when all of the Christians vanish, they will be talked into the point, well, that's a good thing for for the earth, that the Christians are gone. I, I get that. But, but I don't know about everything going yeah. back to normal. I'm not saying normal because most really- of the... The working population That's what is I'm gonna saying. be gone. That's the thing. So not a lot of supermarkets are gonna be empty. 
yeah. you know, trucks not going to be able to deliver. There's going to be a lot of workers in the, you know, in the supermarkets, not a lot of workers in the hospitals, yeah. in government buildings at DMV. DMV already got issues, and now you got people missing. You got <laughs> so, you know, so schools, yeah, teachers, you know, the DMV, DMV the took bus. a shot. <laughs> you know, it's going to be really. Yeah, it's not going to be regular. Though. It's not going to be. Hard. It's not going to be regular. It's not going to be um, regular. You think that all the children are going to be gone? Maybe under a certain age. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, honestly, I don't I, I can't imagine how society will be, but this is this is an event that like never happened before. So I don't, I don't know. It's gonna be traumatic though. It's gonna be it's gonna be very Not, different. I don't yeah. think it's gonna be as traumatic yeah. as you think. With all the sci fi, all the stuff that people have been that the world has been embedding into people's minds. Mm. They're going to figure out a way to make it seem like, oh, it's good that these people are gone. No, I see what you're saying. I mean, like, there is some truth to that. That's, but that's it's, what, there, I think it's a mix. I think it's a mix. I mean, but, but think about it. Even to, in the second half, mm. where there's angels flying, giving the gospel, and people are, are straight up, I hate you still, God. I don't care about you. This is literally the supernatural interacting with the natural and people are going to be still stubborn and fighting God. Who cares about a couple billion people disappearing then if if their lives are going to be better because they blame us for a lot of things. It's going to be some adjustment because yeah, be, you know what I mean? That. So that's yeah. why I don't think it's going to be like real quick. Like it's going to be traumatic. B. This is going to be probably one of the most traumatic things the world has ever been through. Like no, people I just so. disappeared. And I, I think that time is different from now where, you know, right now we're in the period of grace where the gospel is being set forth and people, you know, you have a choice to make, right? And the choice is, is a decision. I think after the rapture is going to be so different making that choice, right? Because there's going to be consequences to making that choice and based on that event people are going to know right there's going to be a lot of people that's going to know oh the bible is true because they've been talking about this rapture thing and it actually happened so you're either going to be for the lord right that's why you read in revelations like the greatest um revival occurs right yeah. the number of people that saved even though, you know, a lot of it is, or most of it, or all of it is through martyrdom. Yeah. So you're going to have the people that's going to choose and make that decision, you know, this life, and they give up their lives to choose Christ. And you're still going to have a group of people that, regardless if they see angels proclaiming the gospel in the air, they're still going to be like, no, right. I, mean, I don't want to be with the Lord. Yeah, because remember also, he says that he's going to send them a strong delusion that they'll believe a lie. For all the people that rejected Jesus Christ, right? right? So you rejected it throughout all the, you know, the period of grace, the dispensation of grace. Yeah. So now the rapture has happened. So they're going to fall and believe in a lot, believe the lie. Right. They're going to believe in alien abduction. They're going to still believe that there is no God, that there are aliens in yeah. another planet that created us. So they're going to probably go deeper into lies and say like, no, there is no God. Right. And they're going to fall for that delusion as well. And there won't be the Holy Spirit holding back evil anymore because the yeah. Holy Spirit yeah. will be out of the world. So people will just be even that much more evil. Um, I mean, if, listen, if they're going to use the alien angle to try to, you know, make sense of everything, 
I don't know exactly how it's going to be, but I ain't going to be here. Yeah, we won't know. <laughs> um, but hopefully our videos and YouTube is still up. <laughs> so if you are here, we got like <laughs> three seasons. Check it out. We sprinkle Yo, the gospel in there. We, we're reading the Bible, so. Listen, even if we're not here. You could still, binge on it. Binge on it. We would appreciate it if you liked and you subscribed. <laughs> So, yeah, word, <laughs> word up. Even during the, even during the trip, even like, after, it's, like it's for the algorithm, for the algorithm, the there won't be no new seasons, no new episodes. But please like, yeah, just like and subscribe, it, man. Comment, word up. Drop a what else you got to do? Yes. As long as the internet is up, you can send emails all you want to do. We probably do won't it. be able to respond, but okay, I only got hey, one man. piece of advice for you. <laughs> Don't take the mark. Don't take the mark. That's the best. Listen, if you stuck, if you watching this, that's the only thing I got to say. Don't take the 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 bloody mark. If you, yeah, that's the only piece of advice. Don't take the bloody mark. That's it. Don't take it. Listen, if it's the if if it's the rapture happen, and you're in the tribulation and you're watching this right now, don't take the mark. Don't take the mark, man. No matter what you do, <laughs> Yo, you know what's crazy? Thug is that it there out. might be somebody literally. And in that's the why we that's yeah. why we're saying right now. Yeah. Like the tribulation's happening right now. Listen, that's why we're saying as long that's as the internet crazy. is up. As long as they didn't scrub the internet and YouTube and these videos are still up right. or this audio is still up. Yo, don't take them off. Don't take them off. Don't, don't take, take them off. Hopefully we'll we we we'll fly below the algorithms where yeah, they won't we might be us. one of the shows that's still so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody watches now anyway, so yeah. we might be, we might stay low. Yeah. And by the time it get popping, they'll scrub us. Yeah, off, they but, scrub the know? internet and dog. All this Bible study is gone. <laughs> but don't take the mark. The mark don't it's, take and the it's six six six. That's the mark to be. Don't yeah. take that mark. Yeah, whatever that mark is. He's gonna come out and say six six six. You need it to buy and sell. To eat. Starve, say no. Starve to death. It'd be say be no. Better, it'd be better than eternity in hell. <sighs> All right, y'all. So. uh um, Romans 15 We got two more chapters left for that. And then wow. we're done yo. We're done we're moving through Alright so um, Romans 15 It kind of Continues from 14 Right 14 we were talking about Liberty How um, You can't Use your liberty Liberty to Stumble Somebody else Right Mm-hmm. And one of the examples was, you know, dietary, was dietary options, dietary choices, maybe. And, and I could imagine back then you probably had, uh, you know, Jewish Christians that wouldn't eat certain foods because it was probably sacrificed to idols. Mm -hmm. And they probably felt like, you know, this is not good to do. But you had the Gentiles that was like, uh, I don't care. Right. It's cheaper in the mm -hmm. markets. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but Paul was, you know, the whole point of it was not to let your liberty. Right. Being that you're stronger in the faith, stumble somebody that's probably weaker and struggling with certain things. Um, and and allowing love to to be above that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Any any other thoughts you got? You got? Yeah. And it's just important that. He, he doesn't come at the weaker ones. He comes at the stronger Christians. These are yeah. commandments for us because of the fact that we are 
you know, stronger in, in the faith at this moment of time. And then those weaker Christians, hopefully through our acts of love, will eventually become the ones that he's talking about, you know, so. How would you define the, those terms, stronger and weaker? Yeah, I mean, it's not. Because I don't want, I don't want it to, I don't want it to sound negative. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it may sound negative to some people here, but it's basically the way I see it is um, just more mature in your mm. faith, right? And you have people who are newer Christians who are there are some legalistic issues that they have yet mm-hmm. to figure out, right? So. Mm. That's what he means by weaker and stronger. Just the, the your maturity in Christ, mm-hmm. your your ability to to be okay with certain things, even though we know that there isn't a specific commandment for it or against it. But if it's going to make my brother in Christ stumble, then as the stronger, more mature Christian, my job is to be okay with. You know what? I'm not gonna eat this with my brother, if it if it make if it wants to make him stumble or right. if it will make him stumble. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I see it. It's not, he's not being um, harsh here when he's calling you weak. It's just the maturity mm-hmm. level, I think. Right. And he's not trying to say that he's a better Christian or he's a super Christian. Right. Yeah. You know, that he's, you know, no, it's just that one is a little bit more mature and one is not as mature. One has walked more in the faith kind of, you know. Yeah. So he's a little bit more seasoned. Right. As opposed to a person that's a, a new believer. And I think that's the word, like. A person could easily try to use that to make themselves better. Right. But we read, you know, earlier, maybe was it chapter chapter twelve or something like that, when Paul was kinda like, Don't think that you're superior mm-hmm. to anybody else. Like don't think that you're better than anybody else. So he already establishes that from uh I believe yeah, it was in chapter twelve. I think. Yeah. Like adjusting your thinking, right? As he's talking to the Christian, adjust your thinking. Don't think that you're superior. And then he goes into the diversity in the body, mm. right? Um, but everybody has a role, right? Yep. And then it, he kind of brings that into the the mature, the more mature and the less mature. Mm-hmm. And the one quick thing I'd like to say too is. Just because you've been a Christian a lot longer than someone doesn't mean that you're more mature. Right. The maturity yes. level does come right. with the time that you put in developing your intimacy with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Right. So there could be someone who's been saved a year that's more mature than someone who's been saved 10 years. Yes. Yes. So just to make that clear, your right. time as a Christian does not correlate with your maturity. Sure. It's the Great effort. Point. That you put into developing that relationship with God, is uh, yeah. You can't quantify it with time, right? right. No. So it's all about um, the work of the Holy Spirit in your life, and how much you're yielding. Right. A person could, in a span of a year, are able to yield and die to self more than a person that's been walking for ten, 10 years, twenty years. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying. Perfect example is Mike's been saved longer than me. <laughs> but I'm a spiritual giant compared to him. He's a spiritual dwarf. So you know you, what I mean? So it's just that, <laughs> that comment. That comment alone let the people know who's mature. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, you just you just showed who's Yo, mature and who's weak. My, my spirit, my spiritual guns is crazy. I mean, All right, I'm, so I'm let's totally messing. So let's let's get into chapter oh, fifteen. Man, I'm, I'm, 
Let's read from one to six. Oh, man. We then, who are strong, ought to bear with the scruples of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another, according to Christ Jesus, that you may, with one mind and one mouth, glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So obviously, you know, in the letter, there was no chapter breaks. So this continued from 14. And again, right? Those who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak and not please ourselves. Um, being other-centered and not self-centered. Putting others before yourself. Put it, putting others' needs before your own needs. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and you're seeing the proper use of liberty. Mm-hmm. You know, because you have liberty, that doesn't mean you could always do whatever you want because you feel like it, right? So the proper use of um, liberty is not always just to please yourself. It's actually to help edify others, yep. to build others up. That's really, you know, when you're going into it, that's really the proper use of that liberty that you have. I like the way you said that. Um, you have the liberty, the freedom to help others and not the liberty to just please yourself. So that's how we should look at the freedom, the right. freedom to just help others, um, especially as that's and that's how Paul Paul's numbering himself among the strong Christians. So he's like, you know, what? I'm not going to use my liberty just to please myself, just to satisfy my belly, just to satisfy my wants, my needs, my desires. I'm going to use my liberty actually to help those that are weaker, to bring them along to that point of strength that I have. Yep. So that's how Paul's bringing it out. Philippians 2 is, has a really good verse that says, um, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes ties in well to what He's trying to tell us here with, you know, the bearing others' burdens, right. mm -hmm. you know? And so, go ahead, bro. No, I was just going to say, like, because one of the things that, why is this is such a, a great point? Because the weak, right, they can't budge on the liberties without it affecting their conscience. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? If they, they, sh they budge on it, if they try to compromise on, on whatever liberties they think they have, it's going to affect their conscience, it's going to damage them, it's going to hurt them. Like, I may have the liberty to go, you know, to a movie or whatever, you know, certain things. And mm -hmm. if a, another person don't have that liberty, you know, that may affect their conscience. They may not be able to sleep and they may think that, yo, I actually sinned against God. And they bring them to that edge right. where they can't function, right. you know, and really damage their testimony. And this is just simple, but the word scrupules, I had to look up, <laughs> basically doubts or hesitations. Mm -hmm. So just for anybody that didn't really understand what that meant, it's just the 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 immature 
believer has a lot of doubts and hesitations towards certain things. And and keeping it in what Paul's talking about, those doubts are tied into righteousness. Their desi- Meaning their desire to be righteous, right? Or thinking that these things are making you right. Yeah. Or making you better. And so it's coming from a good place in a way. Right. Because they just don't understand the liberty, the freedom that we have in Christ yet. So that's why he's calling us, right? Mm-hmm. To, to deal with that. Right. Yeah. So, so again, true liberty is manifested when um, you refrain from doing things that's going to stumble somebody else, mm. even though you could do it. All right. So you see how that love is in there. Right, you apply the love, the love mm-hmm. of others, within the liberty. Like it has to go together. Mm-hmm. Um, and who's the perfect example? Right, Christ, Jesus. Jesus Christ. And how was he? How was he the perfect example? He, it says he did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. You know, like he sacrificed himself. He sacrificed his image and everything he was to the point where men hated him mm. you know who was he trying to please he was trying to please the father that was always his goal you know he was like i always do what the father tells me to do mm-hmm. even though that men hated him for it you know so it's like you know that that self-sacrificing like when you're sacrificing yourself people may not understand when you're sacrificing to edify your brother when you're sacrificing to keep unity people may not understand because you have the liberty. You know, they're like, yo, why why would you not do that? Or why would you do that? But again, the whole point of it is for edification. Mm -hmm. You know, it's to edify, it's to build up your brother. It's always to build up, it's always to edify your brother. So you're doing it for a purpose. You're just not doing it to just please the person and not have no kind of conflict with, you know, somebody else that's in the body of Christ. No, it's for edification to show that Love supposed to trump everything, and what, you know. What? So if even if you're struggling with something, I'm gonna sacrifice myself because at the end of the day, the foundation is always love, and that's what the the person who who you the person who you're sacrificing for that's what they're supposed to see. They're supposed to see like this is yeah. the same love that Christ had for us that He sacrificed Himself. And where it talks about Christ being the perfect example, if you continue in that Philippians chapter, it says. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Mm -hmm. And if Jesus can do it, isn't that who we want to be more like? You know what I mean? Like, if he can, if God can do it, who, who are we? Like, why can't we do it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not that hard. Right. You know, I, I mean, sometimes it might be hard to humble yourself, but if God can humble himself, so can we. Yeah. The, the, when you really think about the gravity of what Christ did, um, of, you know, being eternal, um, being spirit, and then coming on and putting on, you know, human flesh. That's unbelievable, the gravity of it. Like, he actually came and was born as a baby, you know, put on human skin, you know, had to learn how to breastfeed, to take milk. He had to learn how to walk, how to crawl, 
He had to learn how to read. Like he really became as a child, as a baby. He left glory. He left eternity and stepped into time just so that he could die. His whole purpose was for that. He put on human skin and now he contains like he's the only one that was separated from the Trinity. It was broken, mm. right? And he's the only one now as part of the Trinity that has human skin and bears the mark of slaughter, right? He still bears that, you know, on his wrists and in his hands mm. in heaven with that face marred, you know, beard pulled. Like he has this visage, you know, forever for eternity. Like that is an amazing sacrifice that he did. And then, you know, mm. but we struggle to sacrifice for our own brothers and sisters. Yeah. You know, because mm -hmm. of whatever's holding us back or whatever stronghold. Mm -hmm. So then it goes on to say that, you know, the, the scriptures were written not directly to us, but it can help us. Right. It could instruct us. It could uh, and we could learn from it. Right. And through that, we through the patient. Patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope, right? How how is um you know reading the old the history, you know the prophecies that's able to develop hope in us and learning about learning about the ways of God. I was just gonna say real quick that remember here he's talking about Old Testament. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. some people nowadays don't read the Old Testament. They just think that that God was just brutal and unkind. But no, that God was still patient and comforting. Mm -hmm. And when you read the Old Testament, you can see that patience. You can see that kindness, that comfort, even in the Old Testament. You mm -hmm. know, so I just think it's important to know that he's talking about Old Testament here because the New Testament wasn't yet put together. But um, but yeah, even the Old Testament is a blessing and it's and it's amazing. Yeah. And if you haven't checked out Genesis from last season, go check it out. <laughs> but I also think also like um, when you, especially in keeping good context from the previous 14, I'm wondering um, now these, these Jews, because I know he's considering the Jews as being the weaker Christians because they're the ones that had strict, you know, Judaic laws in terms of not eating shrimp, mm. not eating pork, wearing certain clothing and all these things. So a lot of them were still bound to that and still think that they had to keep these laws. You know, so I think this is where that struggle came. So I'm wondering, were they coming to like, okay, so you saying that we could do all this. So what's the purpose of all the laws that was written in the Old Testament? You know, so I think that could they, the, the Jews that were asking Paul like, yo, so wait a second. What's the purpose of the Old Testament then? Why did, why, why was the old, you know, the, the dietary laws, this law and all these laws. And, and now Paul is responding and saying no, those have purpose. You know that it was it was it was not for naught. They were there for our learning. It was for our teaching because mm. the laws were there to show that hey, it's about obedience to God. Mm. It's about like learning of His ways, learning of His character, learning of His holiness. You know that was mm. always what it was to point to God and His and His righteousness and His holiness. And that's how it brings that hope. Like yo, we serve a righteous, holy, perfect God. Mm -hmm. So no, we need that. You can't do away with it, you know? So you think he was calling out the the, the, the Jewish Christians here and calling them weak? I think not. I, yeah, I think the, the weak Christians were probably Jewish Christians um, because they still were bound by the law. And I think here he's kind of like addressing. They might have started questioning like, yo, what's the purpose? So I, I don't know. I no, could be totally wrong. Remember earlier, connecting it. earlier in Romans, he went through that. 
Right. Because they were asking, all right, so what was the point of this? Yeah. So what was the point of what was the point of being a Jew? Remember, right. Paul dealt with all those things. But um, as we reach this section, he's trying to get everybody to be in harmony. Right. Because you yeah. got two different groups. You got, you know, the Jewish people that, you know, at this time we talking about three, four thousand years of history. Mm. And then you got this new group coming in and they're like, oh, and they they're getting it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're getting it. They're understanding the grace. They're understanding this this mercy. Mm. And there's a conflict because you're dealing with two different cultures. You know what I'm saying? One culture is like, yo, we eat whatever we want. The other culture was like, we have a strict dietary mm. dietary law. And Paul is just trying to listen. These are not um, these are not uh, what do you call it? Uh, essentials. We're yeah, dealing yeah. with a whole whole bunch of non-essential stuff. Like, listen, apply love to it. Right. Apply, you, you know what I'm saying? This is this is how you, this is how you manifest your liberty. You're supposed to be looking out for others, not yourself. So that's and this part, Paul is just working and trying to get everybody to be in, yeah. in one in one. Because I think that remember they were all, he was already writing to a church where there was some division, right? Uh, I don't. There I don't was. Know. I, um, there was division because remember we talked about the new Christians, the Gentile Christians, basically were saying that now, oh no, God is done with the with, with Israel as as His chosen people, and there, there was that division going on. I just don't. I, the way Paul is writing, the the love that he has, I don't think he's calling out the Jews here as being the weaker Christians. I think that they they were probably the ones who were. Because of the, their dietary laws, right? But I don't know if he's specifically calling them out. Because if, if he is doing that, then the Gentile Christians can fall into that trap of, oh yeah, I'm the more mature believer. No. So what do you mean by the calling out? Like I don't think he was like saying it in the form of rebuke. And I, no. you know, I don't, I don't think he was saying that. No, but if but, you're reading this, yeah, and and you're saying, oh wait, he's calling me a weak Christian, an immature Christian. You're gonna take some offense to that. Hey, Would, it, wouldn't it the, could it could be the 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 word used in translation? You know what I'm saying? But I don't think he was calling anybody. No, I don't out. think so either. That's I think, what I'm I think, saying. Yeah. I don't. I don't think he was. Yeah. And we're kind of Paul's. Paul's gonna kind of get into the reason why he wrote, and he was like, "Yo, I'm glad you guys accepted my letter." We'll, so we'll get into it. But um, you know, at the last part, he talks about now may God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded towards one another. So you can see that's, mm. that's a point he's trying to get. Listen, you guys have to be like-minded and you guys have to be in unity with the essential stuff. Right. And don't allow the non-essential stuff to cause division, to right. cause bickering, to cause fighting. Right. And then, right. In one accord, according to Christ Jesus, that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God of the Father. So now you see, once you get that unity, once you get that oneness, what's the fruit of that? Worship. Worship. Worship comes through that. And I know we was talking about this earlier. Yeah. Right? So now you have a, a lot of denominations, a lot of groups, and there's these non-essential things that causes division within the body of Christ. Because people are not willing to 
you know, compromise, compromise their liberty, sacrifice themselves, sacrifice for the other. For the other. So it's like these little things are causing divisions. Yep. This denomination, that amount, this do this, this do that. We do this, we do that, and yo, yeah, the whole point is missed. Yep. And what's so dope too is you guys know my heart is for unity of the body, right? And mm -hmm. it looks like here in, in verse five, it's God who ultimately mm -hmm. provides that unity, right? Because mm -hmm. it says, now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded. And, and I've been praying and I've been thinking this for years is that the, new, the next revival that we have is when the churches put down their, their swords against each other and remove and those non-essentials and come together in the essentials. And mm -hmm. when the world sees, like it says in John 17, I always say it, when the world sees that we love each other, that's when they're going to know that God was sent. Mm -hmm. And this is why I love the unity of the body. And I hate when I see brothers and sisters arguing over non-essentials. It's just pointless. It, it, who cares if, it, it, why do you care so much about being right? You know, that's a problem. There's pride living in you. If you can't just eat it and say, you know what? Okay, let, let, we'll pray about it. Let, let the Holy Spirit deal with both of us. And that's what we all do here. We, mm -hmm. we argue, we discuss, but at the end of the day, we're praying with each other, you know, and, and, and we're loving on each other. We don't let our disagreements cause, um, you know, what is it? Angst or just division. any division between us. Mm -hmm. You know, we're human and we, we're sharpening each other and it's okay to do that. But you got to just at, at some point, it's okay, bro. We'll pray about it. Mm. And, and, you know, what I notice is that that worship, that true worship and that true glor glorifying God is the fruit of that oneness. Yeah. Mm. It has to come out of that. Mm. You could fake it all day. You could fake glory and you could fake worship all day. But that true, that unity, whether it's one body or whether it's multiple people, multiple bodies, multiple churches coming together, understand that you're going to have strong, you're going to have weak, but unity in the gospel of Christ, unity in what matters, like what you eat doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? All right, so let's move on. Let's read from 7 to 13. Therefore, receive one another just as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Now I say that Jesus Christ has become a servant to the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made to the fathers and that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy as it is written. For this reason, I will confess to you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And again, he says, rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Lord him, all you peoples. And again, Isaiah says, there shall be a root of Jesse and he who shall rise to reign over the Gentiles, in him the Gentiles shall hope. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So now, continuing on, you know, Paul gives the base, the basis for receiving somebody in the assembly. Right, going off, going off uh, what he was saying before, because... You know, maybe some people wouldn't receive somebody because of what you eat or because you do this, because you do that. 
But he's saying, you know, receive one another just as Christ received you. Christ received you, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. So who are you not to receive that, that same person that Christ received, that mm -hmm. brother, that sister, or that whatever? So that's the basis of coming together. Oh, you're a child of Christ? And let's take it at face value, right? Let's take it at face value. You're a child of Christ. Then you should receive that person. You should show them love. You should be kind to them. When, the question I have is, when exactly did Christ receive us? <laughs> before the foundation of the world. That's, that's what I'm <laughs> is it before the foundation? You talking about in time or out of time? up his yeah. mind. You talking was about it at the cross? You talking about in time or out of time? I'm talking about whatever you want to talk about. All right, so both. <laughs> You know, that's the question. Is it, it's Both not ends. necessarily before, cause yes and yes. because he yeah. foreknew, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's not when we decided to allow him into our hearts. It, it is. No, because on the cross, he says it was finished, right? So at, it that, was. at that moment, yeah. Yeah. But we still haven't made that decision yet. There are plenty of people who haven't received Christ yet, right? Right. So what I'm saying is that's not when Jesus receives us, when we make that decision. No, it it's is. It's already done. It is. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's how you that's how you that's, that's how you that's end how you that conversation. Diffuse the situation. <laughs> that's oh, how you why end are you that. trying to diffuse it. No, I'm, no, what I'm saying is both. It's both. What's both? We said before, we said before there was time. Yeah. And then at the cross. Let's talk about in time. When did he receive us in time? When you accept him as your Lord and Savior. It wasn't before that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you bugging exactly now nah, I mean it's made clear here it says now say that Jesus Christ has become a servant to the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises so when he came down in the flesh you know what I'm saying became a servant became obedient to the cross like you said and that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy so the cross like it's that, the cross yeah, that right act of the cross okay that's what I was trying wait to... what's your question My because it says Receive one another just as Christ also received us. Mm -hmm. So I, what I'm saying is, when did Christ receive us? He, he answered you, bro. Yes, you just yes. asked me now what my question was, so I'm asking no, you. No, now I understand and, the question. And he answered. And I answered it. And he answered. So you're sticking with... Yes. What? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to confuse you. <laughs> He's trying to confuse That's you, it. Son. Yo, you ain't even giving me He's trying to confuse bro. you. <laughs> It's yeah. yes, Sticking right? to the same answer, dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so it says servant to the circumcision, you know, for the truth of God to confirm the promises made to And the just fathers. so people understand, what does he mean by circumcision? Um, so to the Jews. Christ he yeah. Was like, yeah. Christ um he was in full accord of what the prophets said. And his ministry fulfilled all that. That's why he right? says, I came to fulfill the law. He came right. to the Jews. Came to the Jews. Mm. Christ came to deliver the gospel message to the Jews. Because Christ was a Jew. Christ was a Jew. His message was to the Jews. I came to the lost tribe of the children. No, no, I get yes. that. I just, right. Some people may not understand where it says, I, uh, Christ has become a servant for the circumcision. Right. So it's, I just wanted to remind people that the, the circumcision, circumcision is the Jewish nation. The Jewish nation. Jewish, Jewish, Jewish. Jewish. And then, unfortunately, they rejected that message. Yeah. That didn't invalidate his ministry, their yeah. rejection, you know. But it opened up the door of mercy even more for the Gentiles. For this guy right here. 
and that's what it caused the fact and we went over that because paul spoke about that in you know the previous chapters Mm -hmm. because of their rejection now that door is open wide for the gentiles to come in but i don't want us to feel like sloppy seconds because it was always in his plan for the Gentiles to glorify God. And that's what Paul yeah, that, yeah. goes into. You know into. what I'm saying? Just because you don't feel like, oh, we got what people didn't want. No, no. It was always in the plan for us to have the ability to accept Christ as our state. So that's why it. Paul starts spitting out scriptures and said, this whole thing for the Gentiles being saved was already foreordained. Right. It was prophecy. Right. And it was already predetermined that the Gentiles were to be saved. Y'all just didn't know it. Because back then it was a mystery. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a mystery is something that was hidden until the Lord decided to, you know, reveal it and make it known. Yeah. And plus, and and I think um, Paul really goes into this because he used like three examples here to confirm what you guys saying about mm-hmm. going to the Gentiles, right? Because he used, um, and you when you think about it, the Jews, they always talk about the the law the prophets and the psalms mm-hmm. that's how the, the tanakh right they he, they always go to to that that's what everything was based off of right so you know the law we know as the torah the prophets right um mm-hmm. all the rest of the minor and major prophets and the psalms right the, the writings where that includes psalms proverbs oh, sure, yep. ecclesiastes you know ruth esther so all these things include that that's the tanakh so and i think the reason he mentions that because um you can lose some of the meaning in writing, right? Because you don't get the intonation of the person's voice, the inflection, the mm-hmm. heart of the person. You know, you can't you can't get a lot of that stuff when you speak to someone. You can't, you know, show that expression. Like you could ah, scream, make it, you know, whatever, so people can really understand. So he uses three examples because these examples, when he talks about the Gentiles, they rejoice over Gentiles, he's taking it from Deuteronomy. Mm. He's taking it from Second Samuels, which is the prophets. And yeah. he takes it from the Psalms, right? Mm. These are all things coming directly from each, you know, representation of what they believe in and what they trust to show that this always been the plan that Jesus would come and receive them directly in contradistinction to the black Hebrew Israelites. <laughs> Yo, the right? black Hebrew Israelites is causing havoc out here in these streets, <laughs> dog. The internet, B. You be they causing havoc. <laughs> <laughs> they getting in some rooms and they bleaching some, they bleaching some domes out here, though. Yeah, it's People getting storm. caught up. It's the perfect storm, son. You know, but now nah, what you're saying is is right. Is you know he's showing that this this message of the Gentiles, um, being part of the receiving the same blessings that the Jews had, is not contrary to what the prophets were saying. Right. And like you said, you use the three different, you know, the three different examples from three different. Um, types of uh messaging right right the law the prophets and and the writings to show that god was always consistent in his message it's just that now he's making it known Mm -hmm. right he's making it known to everybody so now paul is kind of like yo it was always there it was always in there that the gentiles were going to receive this blessing Mm -hmm. that you have that was always the plan from the beginning and even if you go to the to the root when you go into Abraham, Abraham was a Gentile, Gentile. <laughs> and it's it was it was it's genius. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. He was a Gentile, and then he got into this covenant. He got into this problems, and through him the Jews came. 
And yeah, through the crazy. Jews, you know, the gospel came to the Jews and they opened it up for the Gentiles. It's like a circle. Dog, yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy. And where it goes back to even Noah and Shem. Like, I mean, that's way before Abraham, bro. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and you know what I really like about this when he says um, receive one another? He's showing you like what we guys are talking about earlier about the whole unity. He's like receive one another just as Christ has received us. How did Christ receive us? You were why were his enemies? Mm-hmm. We were enemy to the gospel. Mm-hmm. We were that's a good point. Children of wrath. He came and he died for us in that condition. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Yo, do the same." That means we have to receive our brothers unconditionally, passionately. You know, um, in that same fervor, with that same heart. To love them the same way Christ has loved us. How hard it is that, you know, like this should be, this should be um, total forgiveness within the body of Christ. You know, there should be no unforgiveness. You know, you hear people like, you know, and I struggle with the whole like, oh, I'll forgive them, but I can't reconcile. Like, what does that mean? There's a problem, you know, like even if you have any problems with any brother and sister, that is a a child of God Mm. and we should be able to reconcile. Whether they are sandpaper, whether they, you know, whatever type of behavior they have, God has received them. Jesus died on a cross for that person. And we should be able mm. to forgive anyone and be able to reconcile with anyone amen, in the body amen. of Christ. With no discrimination. Unconditionally. Yep. Mm. That's, do that? that's what is theoretically based, based on the word of God. That's what it's supposed to be. Hmm. Yeah. But I understand. I get it. We, we, we. <laughs> We're being conformed, right? right? But you know, the point is for for us to strive, and even on the individual level, right? Like, yo, you see somebody, don't get into quarreling and arguing about stuff that's not edifying, which is instructing somebody to improve morally or intellectually. So your actions should be edifying towards, you know, your brother, or your sister, not causing a stumbling yeah um so in 13 it says now may the god of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the holy spirit Hmm. so when he's talking about believing believing and the gospel believing and all the stuff that he wrote right that message that he's putting out there all the promises. Mm-hmm. And it says that you may abound in hope. The God of hope. Mm-hmm. You know, pe- you, people are walking around here hopeless. Mm. You know, dealing with depression, mm. anxiety, suicide, suicidal thoughts, all of that. There's no hope because mm. you don't have a relationship with the God of hope. Because you know? it says abound in hope. But how? How do you do that? By the power yeah, of by the, the, power of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. That's, That's the right. only way. Mm-hmm. It's possible. This is telling you that it's possible to live a life where you can abound in hope. But you can't do it. Yeah. Right. The Holy yeah. Spirit got to do it. Yeah. Right. You can abound in hope. You could be filled with all joy and peace. So those things, the joy, the peace, the hope, that's only done by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's mm-hmm. only done by having a relationship with the God of hope. There's only mm-hmm. one God of hope. Yep. So like hope, joy, peace. Well, how do you how do you get that? By believing. Right. By believing what? By believing in the whole gospel message that you was in ruins and the only way for you to get out of that 
was through the redempt the, the redempting power of God. That's right. Yeah. Right? Which is in itself the gospel message. And once you get that, then the power of the Holy Spirit is gonna keep you. Mm. It's gonna keep you in that hope, in that joy. But you do have a part to play, right? Like what Mike was saying, like your relationship with God has to be developed. These are but these are also fruits of the spirit, right? You know, and how do you get these fruits if you're not Yielding. ingesting these seeds, yeah. which yeah. is the word of God? Yep. If you're not ingesting this, then you're not going to develop these fruits. You're not going to have that hope. Right. So only God can give you this and provide it for you. But we as human beings have a responsibility. You know, like we went, what, what chapter was it where it's our reasonable service right. to make mm -hmm. our body a sacrifice to God. It's mm -hmm. a reasonable service to wake up and read the Bible. Mm. And do I do it every day? No. Please don't think that any of us here are perfect. But this is what the Bible says, and this is what we're telling you. Right? Mm -hmm. It's not our feelings. And, you know, the interesting thing about that, about making a reasonable service, because what God is working in us is in order for it to be worked through us and out of us, right? Because mm -hmm. the thing, God don't need our works. That's like when mm -hmm. he says, like, your name, filthy rags, right? He's yeah. like, we don't. our works is not for God. He don't need him. You know what I'm saying? Our works are for others. Right? And that's like edification. That's right. That's why we can't be saved by works. That's like there's two types of righteousness, right? There's a righteousness by faith that only goes to the Lord, goes to God, which is a justification. That second type of righteousness is is that sanctification, right? So the works is for others, is to work for others, to show the love of God to others. So that's the whole purpose why we gotta believe and keep you know, meditating on the word of God so that he could work it through us so that we could serve right. our neighbors. That that's the purpose of work. That's the whole purpose. Yep. That's why I keep saying, <laughs> that's why yeah. it's from the very beginning, he tells you when we are strong to audit, when, when then who are strong ought to bear with scruples of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification. That's that right. is the whole point, dog. Mm -hmm. It's to build up the body of mm. Christ. It's to build up each other, mm -hmm. you know, and to live in that hope, to live in that peace, to have that comfort, you know, because of the things that the world, you know, beats you down with. But if we're unified and we're in love, then we're going to build each other up and we're going to constantly be edified in the Lord. You know, and as you say that, and I just think about people that, Think that oh I don't need to go to church I could just stay home and read the Bible the commando Christian <laughs> oh I like that that's what you are dog <laughs> like if you're not part of a local of a, a local assembly if you're not serving in your church if you're not helping building up the body like <laughs> what kind of born again Christian are you but is that the right way to phrase it I don't need to go to church what you mean I would I would I would question why don't you have the desire yes to go to church because somebody right. could say i don't need to go to church and i'm like man there's only one reason why people don't want to go to church a lot of times bro, they feel it's a fraud you know it's it's from what you grow grew up hearing mm. you right know? yeah you know pastors is stealing people not perfect then you see you know christians who are not perfect people who fall so you're looking at it like you know, people are hypocritical. And then also you just, it's pride. Yeah, because that's an excuse. Yeah, it's right. all an excuse. Because there, there are some churches that are like that. Right. You have people doing bad things. But my thing is, it's not a, you know, you know, you need to go to church. It's like, why don't you have the desire 
to fellowship with the yeah. body of Christ. Exactly. And that and that's the part I would question. Is like, wait, wait a minute, you don't you if you're born again, if right. you're a child of God, you mean you don't crave this I mean, thing, fellowship, the breaking of bread, I worship. Think, you don't crave that. Then I'm gonna be like, yeah. Well, the Bible and doesn't I, the Lord say that? How will you know? You will know that they are Christian by their love. Right. How you love? If, if you're not in love with being with other brothers and sisters, check your heart. Yeah, I think a lot of times you know? it'd be yeah. blockage. You know, like when you talk to people, a lot of times it's something that blocks it. I don't think it's they don't have the desire, but a lot of times it just be some kind of church hurt, some kind of I mean, it's, yeah. it's always something that blocks it. And that's something you got to bring to the Lord. You know, because I, I know people who used to struggle with that. You know, like, yo, they were saved and everything, but it was kind of like, ah, uh, you know, but through growth, like through, you know, being, mm -hmm. having, developing a relationship with Christ, you have to understand whatever's blocking it, you have you to have give to it to it. the Lord, bro. Yeah, whether yeah. it's unforgiveness, yeah. whether you feel like people are hypocritical, whatever thing that you got going on, you have to give that to God, trust God. And I've seen people grow from that and start to fellowship with I, the body. I think that, that's a type of, I think there's multiple groups. There's that group. And then there's a the group like, I don't need to go to church. Those people, I don't think, are have a relationship with God. Yeah, I don't think they see yeah. it. So don't, right. But there are so many <laughs> you don't people, have oh, no I don't desire. have to go to church. To I, yeah, to you don't. Right. I don't have to go to, the, 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 you know what I mean? But there's, you know, there's people like yeah, the same. Because there's people that are truly hurt. Hurt, yeah. right. hurt by pastors. Physically yeah. touched by pastors. Yeah. Craziness. Yes. All of that Those is true. Those people don't want to go because right. of that. But there are the people on the other hand that are like, nah, you, I don't need God to, to go to yeah, church. A lot of that, times those, those that comes people, from unsaved. Yeah. That comes from the yeah. unsaved. Like when you hear that, like I don't need to go to church. I got my own relationship. I mean, that's the cop out for most unsaved people exactly. to just yeah. not go to church. Not go to not even go to church. Get a relationship with God. Yeah. I got my own no, relationship. No, no, because if you go to church, find it. you're going to get convicted. Oh, yeah, because you're going to hear the word. Because you're going to hit a word. In the head. And then you're going to run. <laughs> right, you don't want right, to have to right, go right. through that. So, so what, what do you think about the whole church hurt thing? What do you mean church hurt? No, you I said mean, you. No, you were saying like, it was like they got they were hurt by the pastors. Like, what do you? What would a Christian do in that situation? Like you said, you got to forgiveness, bro. Mm. Forgiveness it is. is the yeah. only way. You got to right. give it to and, God, and yeah. and not saying that it's easy. No, nah, it's never. It's traumatic. Be it's messed up. It shouldn't happen. But right. we living in a world where you got people that are. Dude, just people. Yeah, sinners <laughs> fall short. Everybody you know what I'm saying? So those things happen. But again, like, like when you when you understand the type of God that you're serving, mm. who He is, He's He He could deal with that. Right. He could right. take on that pain, right. and you move on. So in situations like that, there might be a season where you're like, I'm not going to church. But if you're in the Word, right. eventually that desire. Fellowship. And the Holy Spirit is going to bring you to another type of fellowship. Again, I'm not talking about some building. Dog, fellowship. It could yeah, be at yeah. somebody's crib. Yeah. People come together, break bread, gathering, praying, worshiping. Go through the it doesn't world. have I mean, to be a... I'm not talking about a, a... I'm talking about the body of Christ. Right. And I'm not talking about a brick and mortar right. situation. I yeah. think um, those people need to seek counsel, first of all, because a lot of them just shy away and never speak to people mm -hmm. about whatever hurt them. Mm -hmm. What worse is is what wisdom in a multitude of counselors, right? That is safety. Mm -hmm. Safety. And then here in seven it says to receive one another. It doesn't say receive one another only if they haven't hurt you. Mm, that, yeah, this right. says receive them. 
So and whether or not they've hurt you or not, the Bible commands us to receive them. Yeah. You know, so you just gotta you, you just gotta work. You just gotta work to um like the conforming into the image of yeah. It's listen, it's complex. Yes, because a lot of people go through a lot of different stuff, and it's not a you know copy and paste for everybody. Yeah, but the ultimate destination is always the same us being conformed into the image of christ for everybody everybody is going to be a different road you know some people their road might be smoother than others so as long as it's always a step in that direction that's that's how i see it all right let's read this yes. next section um 14 to 21 now i myself am confident concerning you my brethren that you also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able also to admonish one another. Nevertheless, brethren, I have written more boldly to you on some points as reminding you because of the grace given to me by God, that I might be a minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering of the Gentiles might be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I have reason to glory in Christ Jesus in the things which pertain to God. For I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not accomplished through me in word and deed to make the Gentiles obedient in mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God so that from Jerusalem and roundabout to Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. And so I have made it my aim to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, lest I should build on another man's foundation. But as it is written, to whom he was not announced, they shall see, and those who have not heard shall understand. So this part, um, it, it kind of answers the question we were discussing before of why he was writing. Right. So he tells them that, you know, I'm confident concerning you because Paul heard about their moral quality. Right, they were good. They were knowledgeable, mm -hmm. and because of that, because of their uh, the quality of their morality, because of their goodness, because they knew the scriptures. Remember, this was a church that was already established. Paul didn't establish that church. That they were able to admonish and correct one another. So Paul mm -hmm. wasn't even concerned about that. He was like, "Yo, y'all good in that category. Y'all could correct each other. I heard about you guys. You guys are on point." But he was like, nevertheless, I still wanted to write, you know, because of the grace that I have from Jesus Christ. I just wanted to write you guys to remind you guys mm. of the um, privilege that we have. You know what I'm saying? So like when we're reading the letter, I, I don't know if he's calling anybody out per se because mm -hmm. of the type of church that was. Right? Mm -hmm. So, but he was like, yo, because, nevertheless, brethren, I have written more boldly. He was like, yo, I'm blunt. I was blunt in this letter because, you know, that I might remind you because of the grace of God. Right? That I'm, and he kind of, he kind of goes through his resume. Yo, I'm a minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God. Right? And, and he, he pictures himself like a priest. Um, and as he preached, preach the gospel of God to the Gentiles as the Gentiles are getting saved mm. it's like an offering to the Lord mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying like echoing that that uh, priestly uh, ministry 
in the temple, right? Um, the Gentiles might be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Those that were set aside by the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Yeah. Those that were chosen before the foundation. <laughs> before the foundation of the world. And I just love the way I, I, um, the way I see this too is him just saying that the Gentile by him being obedient to his calling to God to be a minister to the Gentiles. This is like his sacrificial offering to God is the Gentiles. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I, I like when I see that, I just think of if we are just obedient to the call that God has for us and we, and, and, you know, we're successful in that because of God and that's our offering to him It's just our obedience mm -hmm. and the way that he works through and uses us as a vessel, whether it's 10 people that he uses us to save in our entire lifetime or a million people, it doesn't matter, but that's our sacrifice mm -hmm. that when we get to heaven, you know what I mean? The Lord mm -hmm. is going to be like through your obedience, the Gentiles were saved through your obedience this family was saved. And to me, it's just so beautiful to, to see how he writes that. You know? And in the Old Testament, when, when they wrote about, you know, they did the sacrifice, what did it say? It said it pleased God. Mm. So it's the yeah. same way. Um, and we, we read the previous chapter where it talks about the feet going out mm. to preach the gospel. Yeah. Like, and Paul's breaking it down. The whole point is this is to please God. Yeah. And he's not boasting in himself or his skills. He was like, yo, this is, I'm only boasting about the stuff that God used me for. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about any of my skills. Like he, he totally shuns from saying anything that is of himself. He oh, was like, yo, God. right there is crazy. Yeah, yeah. he was like, yo, I'm, I'm just boasting in the stuff that God did through me. Right. Right. And, and because of. This these offerings is pleasing to God. But he said he, that word he uses there that it might be acceptable. Mm. When right. I see that, I also see just because you're the pastor of a mega church, that don't mean that that's acceptable mm. to God. Right. You coming every Sunday and preaching whatever it is that you're preaching, right? God has to accept that offering. And are you being obedient? Is he right. seeing your your sacrifice every Sunday? as as acceptable and to me that's crazy to stand before god one day and Look, for him to tell you that what you did was not an acceptable sacrifice for me oh yeah but why you think it's not acceptable like some a situation like that i mean i don't want you know i don't like to call out denominations you don't yo. like to call out <laughs> right what? Yo, 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 yo. yo right before he call him out you know what he said i don't like to call out yeah, i don't like to call out the hill songs and the, the battles oh, and those and, and the other dudes yeah, i don't call them out right, watch, watch the subs, watch you know the subs i don't yeah. call those dudes out but i'm I, telling you right now that a lot of these People are teaching heresy. Right, right. A lot of these people are not the the people that are coming to their church to be fed the word of God, and you're not feeding them the truth. God's gonna check you, and He's gonna see. And when you stand before Him, you're gonna be like, Lord, I was the I was the preacher of this mega church with millions of people, and God's gonna be like, that wasn't acceptable to me. How about we pray for them? That's it. I mean, 
We gonna pray for them after this. We gonna pray for them. Yeah, yeah we yeah. can pray All for right. them. But what I'm saying, what, what? No, no, you we got, we, on the we got what, we got what you said. You asked me that question. Listen, the answers right here. Up. We got what you said. You got what you said. But you, you over there, you used for his trap. Nah, you went somewhere left. Listen, answers right here. But you went somewhere else. No, you using your liberty like a Gensu sword. Give me the put, it, put your liberty back in the sheet. I'll give you my answer. And we're right gonna now. pray. No, no, no. And just gonna pray for all, all those people that popped into you your mind that you didn't want to call out. No, but you answer, did call out. I gotta call them out. Though. All right, now we gotta pray for them. The answer's right here, though. It says, of the Gentiles might be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy sanctified Spirit. Sanctified by set apart. Right. It's the, it's through the sanctification. You understand what I'm saying? So, like you said, if you were having a church and and you're preaching the word of God, people are gonna be sanctified. It's yeah. going to show through the lives. Right. You know, the people are going to become more holy. You understand right. what I'm saying? And that's what Paul is breaking down. Like, you know, that's why, you know, God made me a minister to the Gentiles. It says, ministering the gospel of God that the offering of Gentiles might be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And yeah. like, even when he goes further in 18, for I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not accomplished through me in word and deed to make the Gentiles obedient. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So obedience, their lifestyle was supposed to change. You know, right. they're supposed to be sanctified. They're supposed to be more holy. That's the reason I was sent out there. You understand what I'm saying? So like you said, it's like that sacrifice being acceptable to God, understand that God is holy. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's through, you know, the lives, the lives of those believers being sanctified. That was Paul's like proof of, yo, this is the gospel of God because it's changing the Gentiles' lives. Look yeah. at them. And it yeah. was it was confirmed by the signs and the wonders right. by the power of, of the, the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit. Yep. right? The Spirit of God. Yeah. One quick, I want to just piggyback on what you were saying was like um, when he says boldly to you on some points as reminding you because of the grace given to me by God. And I want to just jump on like the whole reminding because like, like what you guys saying, um, and these men in this church they were filled with knowledge but he was like he still was bring because these men understood that like so he's dealing with save a church saved understood the gospel doing well there were no knowledgeable like, they were extremely knowledgeable mm -hmm. they were growing in christ but he says you know what i'm sending this letter just to continue to remind you and for you have a greater depth right. you know what what in already what you've been learning right so showing you like yo things need to be re, you know repetitive you know, and he didn't hold back that I know you already know about this gospel, but I'm going to keep repeating it. Right. Because this will continue to strengthen you and right. to grow you. And like, um, and interesting, just how I found some statistics is that in one hour after a sermon or, you know, you learn something in class or in school or whatever, within one hour after it was given, you've already forgotten 50% of it. Mm. Mm. In 24 hours, you've forgotten 75% of it. Wow. Within one week. 90% of it is gone. Mm. So now, could you imagine? So like people go to church only on Sunday. They don't touch this book. They don't go to midweek Bible study, anything like that. That sermon you you had that one Sunday, 90% of it is gone. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, yo, I'm going to remind you. So we need to constantly. So now there was this letter that was sent. Um, I heard this pastor talk about it. He said that um, there was a letter that was uh, that this guy sent um, that I've heard over 30,000 sermons in my past life. I don't know what the purpose of it is. You know, uh, um, what it, it doesn't, there's nothing. Why, why am I still going to church every Sunday, you know, with all these things being taught? And then the way he responded, he was like, um, well, a family, like uh, a husband, 
his wife, you know, every day, you know, cooks him meals. And he's like, and he doesn't remember what the wife cooks for him. You don't know what's on the menu. And he forgets every day what she cooks, but he's being nourished. Mm. He's living. He's able to get up. He's able to go to work. Mm. He's able to perform his duties, but he don't remember what his wife blessed them with. Exactly. How that's nice. she's been taking care of him. So that's the same thing. You may think it's not doing anything, but the more you hear the word of God, the more it is transforming you and changing you yes. regularly. Mm-hmm. And, you know? and that's a great point. You just speaking, I'm, I'm thinking about that. Like <coughs> if you don't have that faith and confidence in the word, that's when like Paul is talking about it. And he was like, yo, it's not any of my words or my deeds. He's careful to highlight that this is the work of the Holy Spirit. Right. And I'm just reminding you, I know you know this already. So could it be a situation where if you don't have the confidence in the word and yeah. the faith and the power of the word and the power of the Holy Spirit to use the word to change the people, you might feel like, oh man, it's, this is repetitive. This is right. boring. Now right. I got to spice it up. Right. Now I, I got to add this in it. Now I got to, yo, I, yo, pyrotechnics. Yo, we need lights. the clouds. We need lights. the lights. Cause, we need rain on the pulpit. <laughs> right, because I can't just be reading this word. We read this already. It gets because you think it gets boring. Yes, right. You think it's repetitive because you don't. I don't. I question whether you believe the power of the word of God. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So now you want special effects to keep the people entertained. Right. Paul is like, dog. This is not. This is not me. This is the power of the Holy Spirit, and that's why he was like, yo, I'm bold to just say it. I don't care if you heard it already. I don't care if you know it because you're knowledgeable. Hear it again. This is my ministry. I'm going to just put it out there. And as you say that, could you imagine where we would have been if we were not saved and if we were not constantly digging into the word of God? How our lives would look. And, Very and he says it. He says, you know, so that from Jerusalem, um, round about to, what was that? Come, I have preached the gospel of Christ, and so I have made it my aim to preach the gospel. That's and it. That's what's not being preached. The gospel is not being the preached. gospel is not being taught. The gospel is not being preached. Crazy. It's everything around it is feel good, self motivation. Yo, yeah. you know, um, declare it, name it, and claim it. You get in everything but the gospel. But Paul said, I made it my aim. So right. now you as a pastor or a preacher or somebody who's teaching, what is your aim? Right. Is your aim to preach the gospel of Christ? Because as we read earlier, it is the gospel that it, that is the power to save. Right. right. You understand what I'm saying? And that's what the main thing is. Mm-hmm. So it's like with these churches or, you know, whoever's preaching and teaching, what's the aim? Is your aim to bring more people in the pews and in the church and to get the right. tides flowing? And what what is your aim? Because if your aim is if your aim is to get people saved, you're going to preach the gospel. You got to preach the gospel because right. that's Straight the only up. thing. That's the only way that people are going to get saved. They're not going to get saved nowhere else or no other way but, but hearing the gospel of yeah. Jesus Christ. So he he kind of goes into, you know, the reason he wrote to them and his ministry. And, you know, listen, I, I try to make sure that I didn't go into somebody else's territory. I always wanted to hit new territory that didn't hear um, the word of Christ, right? Word. Um, yeah, so let's finish off this rest of this chapter. 
For this reason, I also have been much hindered from coming to you, but now no longer having a place in these parts and having a great desire these many years to come to you. Whenever I journey to Spain, I shall come to you, for I hope to see you on my journey and to be helped on my way there by you, if first I may enjoy your company for a while. But now I am going to Jerusalem to minister to the saints, for it pleased those from Macedonia and Achaia to make a certain contribution for the poor among the saints who are in Jerusalem. It pleased them indeed, and they are debtors. For if the Gentiles have been partakers of their spiritual things, their duty is also to minister to them in material things. Therefore, when I have performed this and have sealed to them this fruit, I shall go by way of you to Spain. But I know that when I come to you, I shall come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. Now I beg you, brethren, through the Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in prayers to God for me, that I may be delivered from those in Judea who do not believe, and that they and that my service for Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints, that I may come to you with joy by the will of God and may be refreshed together with you. Now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. Mm -hmm. So so Paul is, is kind of like, listen, you know, the, I was kind of busy with spreading the gospel in all these places. That's the reason I didn't really get a chance to come to you. But he's like, now I'm kind of done. I don't have anything in my plans. I'm going to come see you. On my way to Spain, right? Because he's like, yo, I'm about to hit Spain. And on my way over there, I'm going to come check y'all. And why does he want to go to Spain? Because the gospel hasn't been New preached. territory, right. So yeah, that was the whole point. Yeah. Right. So he was like, right now, I got to go back to Jerusalem. Because um, he had some you know, money for the saints that were out there. Because they were having a hard time. That he received from um, Macedonia. He received, yeah. Yeah. So, so he received it from the Gentiles, right? From the yeah. Gentiles in Macedonia and, uh, and Achai, right? So he's going to go back to Jerusalem to distribute it to the poor people over there. Um, yeah, I like the way he break it down. He said, it pleased them indeed that they are their debtors. Mm -hmm. For if the Gentiles have been partakers of their spiritual things, their duty is also to minister to them in material things. Right. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's just like how when he goes back with Christ, Christ was a servant to the circumcision. You know, it's an order of things. He right. came as a Jew. He went to the Jew first, like he always says, it's to the Jew, then to the Gentile. Right. That's the order. So the Gentiles understanding that, that it was through, you know, the Jewish people, that Christ came and yes. it's the Jews. Preservation that, of the book. Right. They these did write writings. The promises and everything that we are able to get this gospel because Paul himself was a Jew. You yeah. know, they felt like, yo, we in debt to you guys. So right. not only through the spiritual blessings, but, you know, they showed it through the material. Right. And that, I think it's just so dope, too, because... One, it's like at the so end of the day. So you owe the Jews. You owe the Jews. You owe the Jews. <laughs> Yo, at the end of the day. Word up. The Jews don't owe you. You owe the Jews. Yo, at the end of the That's day. That's all I got to say about that. At the end of the day, um, that was good, they man. were the brothers and sisters, right? <laughs> I'm saying. That's, that's what, what the word says. Go ahead. Sorry, man. Yo, I mean, forget it, bro. Forget it. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. We I had mean, a little moment right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, bro. It was basically... Um, 
you know, those were brothers and sisters in need, right? In the book of Acts, it tells us that someone prophesied that there was going to be a famine and then there was persecution. So those believers there, you know, the Jews were suffering. And as a brother and sister in Christ, your heart should automatically be to help those that you can. You know what I mean? Whether it be financially or with your time or with your prayers mm -hmm. or whatever it is, that's our duty, uh, you know, is to is to help our brothers and sisters. And mm -hmm. uh, that helps with the unity of, yeah. of the of the body. Right. Yeah. And a little bit of um, like what you said, um, adding to the historical uh, aspect to that, um, a lot of the Christian Jews in in jerusalem they were struggling because of the judaizers the pharisees and the sadducees because yeah. it's like yo now you guys are christians now we're gonna persecute you yeah in fact we're not gonna go to your stores we're not gonna fraternize with you we're not gonna buy material from you right. we're not gonna do anything so now they, that's one of the reasons that they were in such a great famine yeah. because like yo these are my th these are my people but they're not buying from us anymore because we're christians so they were ostracized mm. so now it's like okay paul's like yo i'm gonna go and gather some things to help you guys out because you're struggling because of all this persecution mm, right. yeah. from so and and on top of that you know he kind of closes it um asking for them to pray yes right so there was four things he asked for right pray that he may deliver that may, he may be delivered from those in judea who do not believe which is the people that you just brought up the yeah. judaizers right the people that were like opposed to the gospel Right, mm -hmm. and that my service for Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints. Mm. So he was like, "Yo, pray that these saints accept this gift right. that I'm bringing them." Right? They have the grace to accept this grace from, you know, these saints over there. Because sometimes, you know, it's harder to accept things than to give. Right? People have grace mm -hmm. to give, give, but too much pride to accept. Yeah especially when they're in a position of need. Yes. Mm -hmm. So Paul is saying, he's saying you'll pray that these people, they don't take offense and they're able to accept that. That's, mm -hmm. a, that's a good point that, you know what I'm yeah. saying, we should keep in mind. Yes. And that my service for joy, right, that I may come to you with the joy by the will of God, right? Obviously, he wants to come back on his way to Spain. He want to stop by and see them and be with them. Um, I'm missing one. So that you could be refreshed. To be refreshed together with you. Was that three or four? Yeah, that's four. It's four. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So But it was that was that was it. I love here too is that one, we don't know if he if if Paul ever went to Spain, right? The Bible doesn't tell us that. He did get think, to Rome. I don't think he got to Yeah, it doesn't tell us that, so I don't know. He did get I to Rome. He did? He did? Um yeah, um, actually, it was uh, Clement of Rome. He wrote. I mean, he wrote about it. One of the early church. I fathers. think there was tradition. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. But it wasn't like in in scripture, right? So, so no one knows for sure. But either way, what I love his plan here is to see these people, right? And he's mm -hmm. like, "I'm coming," but he didn't get there the way that he thought he was going right. right. to get to Rome. Right. You know what I mean? He got there how? In chains as a that, prisoner. That's why I question whether he yeah. made it to Spain. Yeah, because I don't, like I said, but we don't know. If it's anything written outside of the word, it could be his historical and it could be true, but you can't say it was a definitive. Yeah. But I just think that we make our plans, right? But the Lord is who guides our steps. And for whatever reason, God decided that that um, Paul would get to Rome 
but in chains mm-hmm. as 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 um a prisoner and just how many books was he did he write while in in prison and then to see the joy how he was content how he never called himself a prisoner of Rome but he was always a prisoner of of Christ and there's always a purpose to our struggle struggles there's always a purpose to our tribulations but take joy be filled abundantly with the hope that can only come through Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit through the power of God mm-hmm. when we're developing our relationship with him mm. all right Just pray pray for all the people you blessed the word Lord master blaster I pray for the lost that there would be revival and I pray for any of these churches Lord who have leadership that is not teaching truth that is not grounded in your word Lord I pray that your Holy Spirit would reveal the error of their ways and that um, the people who do come to these churches Lord hungry for you may they be filled Uh, may you just guide them direct them to to a place where you want them where they can be edified and strengthened uh, with truth Um, but Lord at the end of the day we, we pray for all we want um, heaven to be as filled as possible with people, with souls that you love. And would you give each and every one of us just more of a desire, Lord, to, to love not only our brothers and sisters, Lord, but to love those who don't know you. Um, and we look forward to seeing your face and being raptured, Lord. But until then, we will be here working for the kingdom and, um, and getting the gospel out there to those who need to hear it. So it bless us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Amen.